0: Again, this is Deconversion Therapy. (laughs) Nope, I'm going to do it again. (laughs) Hi, this is Karen. And this is Bonnie. And this is Deconversion Therapy. Bonnie and I grew up together, knowing each other since when her mother wheeled her in a stroller down to our house when we just moved in. Uh, to a house in Florida when I was one years old. And we've used humor all our lives to entertain ourselves, make us feel more comfortable uh, in our assigned space in elementary of the uncool girls, which there were three of us. Um, And even when we went to college together for a brief time, we just used humor to get through things, and it's definitely been important now that we've left evangelical Christianity, which was a huge part of our identity. Um, Yours more than mine. Correct. I stayed in 10 years longer than she did, and I became a missionary, but... All in all, once you leave that, you're leaving a whole community, um, events that are programmed into you three, four times a week. And I enjoyed R-rated movies, so. (laughs) (laughs) While you were at church? (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Oh, yeah, we went over the edge. I even had some Swisher sweets right when I left what? Christianity. I know. Those are cigars. I know. And they're disgusting. Yeah. Um, so humor's been actually a more constant com- comfort in our lives than Jesus
1: <laughs> was.
0: <laughs> it's been with us longer and it's how we deal with different things in our lives. But it's um, from him. Oh, don't get us started. (laughs) What joke did he? Okay. So even if you're a Christian or you're Jewish or any other religion that America doesn't acknowledge, we hope that you see that we're using humor and looking at the dark and quirky sides of religion. And if you don't appreciate that, you can send any complaints to Graham (laughs) at aol.com. I don't know. I know. so what have you got for us today Bonnie? well um should we tell people to subscribe? And- no I don't like them to do that <laughs> okay. I don't like numbers I don't like watching ratings um yeah for sure please one pause this and do a few things um, pause hit it? the subscribe okay rate us. Review us with any words you want to string together. Go tell everyone in your household. Pretty much, um, become you know, we're prostituting ourselves for likes at this <laughs> point, uh, just because we enjoy doing this and that just helps us get seen. Yeah, really. it helps people yeah. find us because they're so grateful when they do.
1: <laughs> you sound like you're on a pill today, so I like it.
0: No, I just woke up from a nap. I had uh, two margaritas today. I what? tell you, leaving the church is crazy. Yeah. And then the nap was the good thing. So naps are good. I know. Yeah. Um, but especially so when you're, you're driving. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's not true. I mean, that's not funny either. But I, don't was, count I, down that. I was driving Great. today. Now and... we've
0: got to give money to yeah. whatever organization what? No. What? like, yeah, every time like podcasts screw up like that and they're like, I'm so sorry, we're giving 10% of our proceeds to make America Alert. awake again. Yeah. So, now we have to do that. Except we do have the power to edit whatever I said that was stupid out. Oh, but, but you won't do that. I have the power <laughs> not to. Well, um, you're taking all the, you're doing all the work this week. Hey, so. that's not
1: true. You said you'd tell me something.
0: I think I did. Yeah, I and you I'm said done. you weren't going to show it to me before we... Uh, yeah. Yeah. I I will. But um, I got a letter to read later. Oh, but
1: yeah. That's nice. Um so we were um well Karen started making fun of a friend of ours from day school.
0: Wait a <laughs> <laughs> this is not what, what? <laughs> what you're doing.
1: No, uh but she sent me she sent me some kind of a text earlier that said um, in in a different context, that one of our friends had thanked God for helping her get a, a an item of clothing, and um, yes. and I was like, ask her, uh, you know, why there's famine, and um, <laughs> you know, yeah. God's busy helping you with your dress situation.
0: <laughs> and not only did God find her a dress, but it was at a discount. God's love is never ending.
1: It I know. So yeah. uh so I was thinking about that after we stopped well, I don't know, what do you do when you stop texting? You're just you're just living life, I guess. It's not like after we <laughs> hung up the phone. Um and I the other day, um, I, I took this muscle it's not a muscle relaxer, it's some kind of anti inflammatory thing. And it totally made this sciatic nerve pain stop. And oh. I woke up the other morning going, Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. And I was just being grateful. But my initial inclination was to say, Thank you, God. Right. You know, because in my way of seeing it, God is just the universe and it's all the water out there that somehow is all part of us that connects us all. I'm all touchy. Pill. What?
0: And it's the pill. The pill?
1: Oh. Yeah. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. It's all that. But yeah. I was okay. I was trying before that with stretches and um and leave and the other one.
0: And those didn't right. work. Now we need to give ten percent to leave <laughs> because we've screwed them over. Yeah. But um but gosh, the morning you wake
1: up and something awful is gone. It's right. just, you're just so grateful. And to, uh, I, to assign a person to doing that, I realize is, you know, I'm sure God was like, oh, I'm going to take away your sciatic pain. And, you know, but these kids over here at the border can still stay in their dirty clothes. Uh,
0: that's not. I know. Yeah, that's, but yeah, guess, I get Guess you're who's
1: not getting the attention from right, one right person. Yes. But I think it's okay to just say, you know, thank you. I'm so grateful.
0: Yeah, for sure. I agree. Like, I don't as much because when I deconverted, like, there are a lot of things I purposefully stripped away. So I hear a lot of people in the ex-Christian community say, you know, I still find myself doing little prayers or saying, thank God, but then they get mad at themselves or they're like, why am I doing that? Just because it's a habit. And I made myself quit that habit on purpose, not to be like, oh, I'm not thankful for anything, but to see if I could break the mental part of that and how it would affect me. And, you know, I'm still the same delightful person. <laughs> but I think I definitely have like this ongoing thankfulness that especially when everything everyone's healthy and, mm-hmm. you know, everyone's good. Um, I'm always, you know, so you you do feel it, especially if you've had um, different things going on in your family or friends or whatever, and everything's good, and you're like, "Wow, I am taking advantage of this moment and feeling it because I know it's rare." And, yeah, or yeah. just that it should be
1: focused on. Yeah, instead of sure. just taken as status quo. Um, I, Preach but, it. <laughs> But I really think that you should give yourself a break if you catch yourself saying thank you, God, or doing a little prayer. Because guess what? You're human, and
0: and that's the way we were raised. Um, Yeah, exactly. I I, feel for the people who—I think the people who are mad at themselves are definitely ones who are in the bitter stage still. Because you go through all the stages, and there are a lot of uh, new— deconverters and some of the groups I'm in. So yeah. yeah. But
1: be nice to yourself. That that means you and all the other people. If anyone it's
0: very listening. True. Um, That's
1: it. Because you do other habits from when you were young that are stupid. You know? Like well, like I was sitting in the office with a coworker the other day and she started picking at the callus on her foot. And I'm like, no, no, oh, no. no. Do no, not do that in front disgusting.
0: of me. <laughs> I thought but you'd did like that you, one. Like feet things are the worst. And I can't remember where I was, but it was in public. And I suddenly hear click, click, <laughs> click, click. Someone's <laughs> doing their nails or their toenails. I can't remember where it was. <sighs> and I almost wanted to vomit. And yeah, did,
1: I can't remember if I told you this or who I was talking to recently, but when I was cleaning out my car way years ago, I I was looking at the, the, um, (laughs) the carpet area in the passenger seat and I'm like, what are all these toenails? Oh my God. (laughs) And my stupid boyfriend, I'm like. Were you clipping your um, toenails in my car and you couldn't roll I, the
0: window down and throw them well, out? no, no. It's not even a window situation. <laughs> it's a why. Why then and why there? I and must
1: clip my toenails right oh now. Oh,
0: my gosh. Uh we so. took a vacation down to the beach once, and we went to PCB, which is... Yeah, um, Red
1: Knight Riviera.
0: That's right, Panama City Beach. And I'm like, oh, it can't be that bad. It was that bad. <laughs> and we stayed in a condo, and uh, we were, like, at the crowded pool. And then she was like, oops, I have to beep her <laughs> name out, maybe. <laughs> eh, she doesn't care. Was like, oh, uh, and I'm like, What? toenails were falling on her a man was clipping his toenails like 10 floors up and they were falling onto the pool area onto my daughter and i'm like we are never coming back again it's so disappointing and speaking Uh, of pools that is a good launch into what's happening i guess we should talk about things yeah go ahead Okay, so lately you said you had not been up
1: on what's happening <laughs> in the crazy saga of Jerry Falwell Jr. Correct. And so it it there there are four components of it. There's there's Jerry Falwell Jr. and um, a Miami Beach pool attendant and his wife, and then. Wait. Yeah, pool attendant's wife. Nope, sorry, Jerry Falwell Jr.'s wife. Got it. And then, um, and then Michael Cohen is involved, Trump's yeah, fixer. Yeah, is he
0: wearing a plaid jacket in this? One? <laughs> I love the plaid jacket. <laughs> I know. Um, a and jail, a little golf. Yeah,
1: yeah. and then uh, there's a wild card thrown in there. There's Tom Arnold.
0: Okay. So. Yeah, I've heard a little about it, but. I and I'm not up to date, and I know nothing. So awesome. Yeah. So uh, there,
1: uh, there are a couple articles that are be- uh, that have been put out recently by a Reuters writer, and um, say that
0: three times. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So this Reuters journalist, <laughs> wah, wah, uh, his articles are kind of the main source right now, and his name is. Aram, A R A M, Roston. Mm-hmm. So, because Reuters tends to be a little bit, you know,
0: factual and. I was going to say,
1: yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to be referring to those pieces. But um, what I liked when I was looking around for, um, you know, for some guidance in <laughs> explaining this one uh, with some kind of intelligence is there's an article in Rolling Stone. And uh, the headline is, The Saga of Jerry Falwell Jr.'s Bizarre Relationship with a Miami Beach Pool Boy Explained. Um, oh. Well, there you go. So, but what upsets me is that they keep calling this guy, this man, a pool boy. And, I mean, I was a waitress before, but if I'm involved in a scandal, I don't think it would be fair for somebody to say, you know, scandal. Right. <laughs> A waitress.
0: Yeah, because they're using that as a diminishing term. Yeah, and even the word though there's boy. nothing to be ashamed of. Exactly, because he was a pool
1: attendant. Right. Um, it wasn't like he was the pool boy who shows up in a porn. Right. Um, and you know, takes care of the wife while the husband goes to work. Um. So uh, say right again, because you're very right. silent. It's like you, oh, sorry. It's like your guilt is speaking for yourself. Um. <laughs> Okay, so Jerry Falwell Jr is obviously the son of Jerry Falwell, who was the pastor of a mega church in Virginia called Thomas Road Baptist, I think is that right?
0: i I couldn't remember. I just know the university,
1: right yeah, so he created Liberty University, Jerry Falwell senior., uh. and he was the president. and then he turned it over to his son. so his son. Jerry Falwell Jr., Um, he is also an attorney. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah. And when people are questioning his relationship with Michael Cohen, you have to wonder, well, you know, two attorneys, maybe they have more in common than we realize. Anyway, but I'll get to the story in a minute. So uh, Jerry Falwell Jr. also in this picture in the Rolling Stone piece Um, He has what I am a little obsessed with lately is that sanpaku, where the the whites of his eyes underneath the iris show. And at least it's happening in this picture. And that's supposed to be um, uh, that is something in the Asian culture where, you know, they say they can read faces. And um, that's supposed to be something indicative of alcoholics or addicts. Or, really? Or people who are out of balance.
0: Yeah. Oh. Uh, well, um, out of balance. There you go. I know. But uh,
1: so anyway, <laughs> he's got the sanpaku. And the people with the whites showing above their iris are supposed to be crazy. Oh, so all right. And like Michael...
0: I'm going to look at mine right now. <laughs> Do it. Um, I have whites to the sides that's, of my that's iris. That's where you're supposed to have your whites. That means... Intelligence and beauty, <laughs> critical thinking. Yeah, well. So if yeah. you think what about it, what if your it, whole eye was just iris? <laughs> then you're <laughs> an Asian mean, anime. Huh? <laughs> yeah. The um, if you
1: think about it, you can probably picture uh pictures you've seen in the past of Prince and Michael Jackson with it underneath. Right. Yeah. Bum, bum, yeah. Bum. Gotcha. So um, I'm gonna kind of read this because uh, this is a good funny kind of synopsis of what's happening. So, um, did you know that evangelical Christians voted for Trump in 2016, um, by like a huge margin, it says 80% to 16% and a Pew research poll found that 69% of white evangelicals approve of the job Trump's doing as president. Uh, it's, um, it's
0: so insane. I know. Okay. And
1: yeah. uh, it, so the fact that he's a lewd, twice-divorced former casino magnate who has bragged about grabbing women by their genitals does not seem to bother the nation's most devout Christians. Correct. And so it says, Jerry Falwell Jr. is the big reason why. I should also say that this article is by Ryan Bort, not okay. not claiming that I'm the author of this.
0: So you um, did not
1: write her <laughs> Rolling Stone, okay? So back in 2016, when Jerry Falwell Jr. endorsed Trump, that was taken, and I don't—I was not really paying attention. I will—I will be honest. But that endorsement was shocking because religious leaders—they um, were having a problem with Trump's not-so-Christian behavior. Uh, That's right, and so his support for the president uh it was it was bizarre to them and i think at one point i read that uh um ted cruz has, had announced his his run at liberty at the university so oh, i think okay. he was
0: maybe counting on that right that's exactly right so Bonnie and I, one of our main pastors we had was a Southern Baptist pastor who now can be seen at the White House a lot and all that. And when I was looking up him, because he's one of Trump's BFF spiritual people, um, it said he used to be not supportive of Trump because of all that Mm -hmm. and it showed all these like sayings how he just didn't think he represented the best of Christianity Mm -hmm. and then he switched too and I think it was because of Cruz Um, because Cruz didn't get it yeah well so this
1: these pieces are, are trying to kind of connect the dots of why he decided to endorse Trump um, okay, Jerry Falwell Jr. And I keep saying that because I remember Elaine saying, John F. Kennedy Jr. Um, <laughs> oh, uh, John, John. I know. <laughs> okay. So he is, so, and, oh, and recently you'll remember that um, Jerry Falwell Jr. was out there saying that Trump should have reparations and get two years tacked back onto his first term. Because uh, of the failed Russia investigation.
0: That's right. Yep. That is such yeah. a ding dong. His, right. His okay. head is
1: so far. I mean, he's just so far up his butt. So it makes yeah. you wonder.
0: um Okay, so it's then. W- how he had room for the pool boy team? <laughs> no. Okay. Nope, nope. Not saying uh, any of that. All right. I'm guessing. Don't know. Um,
1: so it says there's a curious element to Falwell's relationship to the president that goes beyond Trump's dearth of Christian values. Um, there was a lawsuit involving Falwell. So this lawsuit in 2018 revealed this relationship between Falwell. And his wife, and the former pool attendant at the Fountain Blue Hotel in Miami Beach. You've been there.
0: Yes. And I just listened to a great podcast called Southern Fried Crime, where they talk about. Um, some murders that happened at the fountain. Bleu. Ooh! So tie-in. Listen to that, but not <laughs> right now. But not right now. Um, okay.
1: So it says that this involves private planes, an exorbitant loan to start a business, a mysterious set of compromising photos, and Michael Cohen. Um, and yeah. they're saying that it may have had something to do with Falwell's decision to endorse Trump in 2016 although it has been denied by people close to Falwell. Imagine that. Um, So uh, this week it says the New York Times and the Miami Herald both published extensive features on the Pool Boy, which I don't like, saga. Um, It says, here's everything you need to know. Who is Jerry Falwell Jr.? Well, we talked about that. Um, But he is President Trump's principal liaison to
0: evangelicals, which is... He has a few others, so I think they're all making up names for themselves, the (laughs) Christian leaders, because it's like, I'm his head spiritual advisor. I'm his main church dude. I'm his, yeah. (laughs) I'm his BFF. Mm. Um,
1: But, so being head of this Christian college, uh, it it, it gives all of the other leaders you know, permission to tell people, okay, well, let's go with Trump and we're going to forgive or we're going to overlook all of these shortcomings that we weren't overlooking before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And it just makes me wonder, well, what are they going to have to do? What would have to happen for them to not exactly go along with him?
0: No clue. I mean, we say if if kids in cages doesn't do it and, you know, it's just on and on like, it's
1: insane. What What could he do to alienate these people? Because mm-hmm. I guess what he's yeah. done is what they wanted. He's put, he's put people on the Supreme Court that are gonna side with, with them for yeah. you know years and years.
0: Exactly. It's that's all it's about. Um, <sighs> let's see. Apparently, so I am so ready yeah. to hear what in the world, how the three. <laughs> people are intertwined here <laughs> all right so here we go um i'll skip a couple things
1: because there's a lot to this um so in 2012 falwell and his wife becky visited the fountain blue hotel in miami beach while they were there they befriended this 21 year old pool attendant named Giancarlo granda and granda soon began traveling with them they, okay. He went with them to their home in Virginia to hike and water ski and to the, I don't know how to pronounce this, lodge, Cheka, Chica Lodge in the Florida Keys. Um, and so the Miami Herald published photos of their trip to the Keys with Granda smiling <laughs> next to Falwell. So uh,
0: can I interrupt with questions yet? Uh, if I can answer them, absolutely. <laughs> so... <laughs> Okay, I'll just wait because no. I'm I'm very intrigued. Like what they're gonna say because I've known of quite a few like Christian families who yeah. end up running into people like that that they take pity on and then they're like you know or you see oh, something to help them. you out right right yeah so I'm interested like what his position like what they're having him do or what they're saying they're having him well, do well it's in the next sentence. So, you were asking at the right
1: time. This guy's a good writer. Um, So, they published photos of the two of them together, kind of looking like father and son, it said. So, just months after the friendship commenced, the Falwells offered to help Granda, who had practically no business experience, set up a venture in Miami. So, after consulting with his friend, Jesus Fernandez Jr., Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> and his father, Fernandez's father, they agreed to open a hostel. Okay. A hostel. All right. So, in Miami Beach. Ew. Now, uh, yeah. then... That's danger. Uh, well, here's the thing. Falwell ponied up $1.8 million. What? What? <laughs> Right. Okay. So it says, Why did Falwell, who was nearly 50 at the time, and his wife invite a 21-year-old hotel pool boy to travel with them on multiple occasions and then put up seven figures for him to open up a hostel in Miami Beach? And what hostel is worth
0: $1.8 million? Well, and um,
1: let's see, that Politico described as a cesspool of vice. Mm. So I... I did some research about this hostel. It's it's not on the water in Miami <laughs> it's Beach. In the water. But it's this right. building and a liquor store is also part of the downstairs part. Um it it like all the rooms look at this courtyard. So they're kind of they kind of bill
0: it. And it's LGBTQ friendly. That is just and uh, like Falwell wouldn't know. <laughs> I mean, if he's going to be like, oh, I just gave the money, that's not how it works. Right. So he would have known. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing ya. It's
1: LGBTQ friendly, uh, over-friendly. Um, Which is? Uh, Falwell is not. Yeah. Yeah. So that's
0: a clincher.
1: So here we go. Back up here. Mm-hmm. Um And then there are salacious photos. Okay. So the relationship between this Fernandez family and the Falwells and Granda, the pool guy, eventually went sour. And Fernandez is sued, claiming they were being muscled out of the deal in which they were promised a controlling stake. The lawsuit, some of the details of the relationship between the Falwells and Granda um, weren't known until BuzzFeed News reported on it, blah, blah, blah. And then, let's see. So... There are there are reports of compromising photos of the Falwells.
0: Get on that. that, What is it? Who? What are they doing? Why?
1: (laughs) Falwell denied the existence of the photos, or at least that they're of him. So the Miami Herald reviewed three of them, which now show Falwell's wife in various stages of undress. Lord. So, when they were taken, or by whom is not known, but according to the Miami Herald, two of them appear to have been taken at the Falwell's farm in Virginia, and one at the Chico Lodge. Okay. All right, that's more stuff. So then, it goes on to say, well, what do President Trump and Michael Cohen have to do with this? So, later in 2012, after Falwell's befriended Granda, Trump was invited to speak at Liberty University. Michael Cohen accompanied him... And that's when Michael Cohen developed a relationship with Falwell. Um, right. Granda was there, too.
0: Okay.
1: And the Times published a photo of him holding a copy of The Art of the Deal oh, on a private jet.
0: I still love the guy who wrote The Art of the Deal. <laughs> I know. Oh, Anyone, go look up who wrote it. I'm, It's like last name Schmidt or something like that. And follow him on Twitter. He hates Trump. And my favorite tweet from him was, you know, (laughs) you can get our book for a dollar 10 right now on special, but I can tell you it's not worth it. (laughs) I know it because I wrote it. Um, Yeah, but he talks what a liar and how terrible he was, but... (sighs) <sighs> okay,
1: so it says, then in two thousand and fifteen, as the potential release of the compromising compromising photos was becoming a problem for Falwell, he enlisted the help of Cohen. Um, that's what Reuters had reported last month. So then Cohen reportedly then flew to Florida to meet with the attorney of the mystery figure who possessed the photos. The issue was resolved, and the attorney told Cohen that the photos were destroyed. Now, how do you destroy photos in this day and I, age?
0: That's so true. That's
1: because <laughs> it's such I bullshit. can't do mine. Like, oh right. yeah, I don't I know how to delete like photos.
0: A, <laughs> I don't even know my cloud password. You would have to, yeah, find all the places. That's yeah, right. bullshit. I mean, okay. did you accidentally sync them with your uh, your computer? I don't know
1: what the hell happens. Know. No one knows. It's all, it's all magic. Okay, so then, okay, then as if the story couldn't get any stranger, the article says, Cohen's involvement was initially revealed through a March 2019 phone conversation he had with
0: comedian Tom Arnold, who secretly oh recorded it. <laughs> Tom Arnold has ended up in little... Trump stories here and there. Because he's. Which is very interesting. He wants to take yeah. him down. Yeah. Yep. But that he's gotten this close to him in different ways is interesting. Okay. It's very terrifying. Um, there's a bunch of
1: photographs, personal photographs, that somehow the guy ended up getting, whether it was of Jerry's or whether it was off of Jerry's phone or somehow maybe it got airdropped or whatever the hell the whole thing was, Cohen said on the recorded call. <laughs> he and I know about <laughs> Whatever the same. hell. I yeah. love that we all just don't know. <laughs> but, um, he described the photos as right. one, and between husband and wife and said that he had one of them. It's terrible, Cohen said. So then, of course, there, there's... yeah.
0: So Michael wait, Cohen, I, I the missed, fixer. I missed a word. And he said that it was something the between man and wife. What would you a say? A personal
1: photo and between yeah. husband and wife.
0: Personal. And then he said okay. he had one of them. And us. Okay. <laughs> but. <laughs> Michael Cohen is like the... Like bar <laughs> bouncer, nightclub bouncer, <laughs> but of upper class white business people. He's just anywhere he needs to be to try and shift people in and out yeah, and hush and people up and, uh, um, yeah. <laughs> Look at this tweed jacket. You know when yeah, you so, see me uh, It talks about right. Cohen's efforts to suppress
1: potentially compromising information. That that's what he does. Um, and that he's currently serving a three-year prison sentence in part for arranging hush money, yada, yada, we all know that. Um, So Mm -hmm. then um, it says, you go down a little bit, and it says the fact that the issue was handled during the campaign and only months before Falwell's surprising endorsement of Trump raises more than a few questions about what motivated Falwell's surprising endorsement of Trump. This is especially... Yeah, this yeah, is a switch. True, considering, yeah. as Reuters reported, Cohen is the one who ultimately convinced Falwell to make the endorsement. It, it is all just very strange right now, and they're just starting
0: to unravel things and put the pieces together. Okay, so this is an ongoing revelation uh, stuff. Yeah, this is just the, we're in the midst of
1: it right now. Ooh where just pieces of this are being vomited out. But I just love that Tom Arnold is involved. Yeah. Um, Oh, and I told you before I had a connection to him, my roommate out in Los Angeles came home one day, and she's like, oh, I've got a date with Tom Arnold. I'm like, why? Why would you do that? And because she liked men who were famous and had money. Right, right. That's still... she came home and she said he was exhausting. He never stopped talking and never stopped eating and had this crazy energy that she didn't know if it was, you know, cocaine or just his natural way, which I think it is just his natural way. Yeah. If you've seen him over the years, he's just one of those guys. Wow.
0: Yeah, I I uh, believe that. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm
1: one away from
0: Tom Arnold. That is something to (laughs) brag about. Well, we're one away from Trump if you count our ex-pastor. Yeah. (sighs) Well, just the whole idea that they all endorse
1: this guy who is really not what they believe in makes me think, you know, it's, I, I feel like I'm just. Yeah finally having my eyes open by doing this podcast with you. I
0: know, you know, and have, my husband was saying the other night, he was like, Bonnie's really changed, like, the way from episode one, which, by the way, never listen to our early episodes unless you want <laughs> the most terrible audio you've ever heard. Um, but he was saying how you've gotten he was saying how you've changed a little bit in your tone and I said I know I think it's because she's getting to see all these things that we've been seeing you know and how upset it can make you and how you're like what I can't believe this is going on it's really amazing all this that goes on Okay, so the bottom line is what we're seeing is that the wife is in some undressed positions, but she's the only one in the photos that nope. we know of. Uh, for sure, yeah. Okay, and we uh, how do how's it linked to the pool boy?
1: Well, I, I think that it's just a
0: mystery why they. Uh, traveled with him so much so either he's in the photos or he was the one that owned the photos
1: that's that's the dots they're trying to connect okay and people are speculating about it but you know all they have are these facts right now to go on these pesky facts (laughs) right so but but all of these things converging and uh, and make you think that they have something to do with one another. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know what, though? They might not. And I like that you said what you said because I think that it's fair to give somebody the benefit of the doubt. I totally Oh, no, I'm,
0: I'm not giving it the benefit. <laughs> but I first think. of all,
1: I, I really do think it is strange to vacation in Miami Beach to begin with if you're somebody like Falwell Jr. I would think that he would go somewhere – more calm totally and totally like like palm beach
0: right right and there's or coral gables or like other parts of miami in general where if you heard it you'd be like okay that happens you yeah know, like not it's a little busy <laughs> but yeah not know. on
1: the strip or you yeah. know transvestite shows in the middle of the day
0: i might add um yeah. Yeah, that does not seem like it doesn't uh, seem his or, venue. And it's not like no. his milieu. Or, I mean, if he's like we're going to go missionize people, that's one thing, but vacation is totally yeah. different. Yeah. So that mm. I don't know, Interesting. but but I do what you said though is true. Like yeah, I can
1: see a married couple kind of taking him under their wing and going, "You know what?
0: This kid has promise." But oh my gosh. Well, I just looked up some pictures and it's just, I see, I guess it says like X rated, you know, photos of the pool boy. And he's sort of, oh, well, no, these are all different pool boys. I need to get out of this uh, little screen here. That's just various ones. Um, But it shows some people hanging out at, I guess, the hostel. Anyway, Uh there's bubbles involved. That's all I'll say. Bubbles? Like soap bubbles or text bubbles? (laughs) Hopefully soap. Yeah.
1: Interesting. So uh but somebody uh, somebody when I was reading more about this hostel said that they they booked or they build it as like a place to pre-party before you went out. So uh-huh. like you could you could liquor up there on the right. cheap cuz there's also a liquor store in the building. Yeah. And uh and then go out, which I understand, you know, if you're going to Miami, which people do by yeah. choice. <laughs> which <laughs> shocks the hell out of me, to party. Because right. guess what? It's hot like a fucking oven. I know. Down here and now.
0: It, it's very crowded. And everyone is, no matter how thin you are and tan you are and young you are, everyone next to you is going to be half your size and half your age. And <laughs> it's just, yeah, way Although, too.
1: Although last time we went down there and had breakfast, I was like, the quality of of bodies walking along here does not fit with the amount of clothing they don't have on.
0: Right. It's it just, always amuses me. I'm I need to every time I'm like, Oh, should I wear this, you know, long kimono with a high <laughs> neck that <like>, goes <laughs> down to my ankles, or am I too kimono. You know, gross for it? And then I just Always, I'm like, wait, I just saw someone wearing leggings or whatever. <laughs> and if they can do it, I can't. Yeah. maybe. Also, well,
1: this, this hostel, there's information here that, um, uh, wah, 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 the liquor store. And then it said the LLC that bought the hostel had been formed just two weeks earlier in 2013, listed Trey Falwell, then 23, as the sole manager of the company um, he gave his son money for the four point six five million purchase. I don't know. It's all. There are just so many parts to the puzzle, but I just don't know how this Giancarlo Granda fits into it all. Right.
0: It's. I mean, there's. If they're naming him, it's somewhere. And who knows. Uh. Where and how. but uh, So our thing that we did last week about the Make America Straight Again conference and Uh. the douchebag pastors, I would like to see how they intertwine with Jerry Falwell. I want a head-to-head meeting between them where they're like, oh, a few weeks ago we thought we're all on the same page, you know, (laughs) representing— President Trump. Now let's do a little bit of talking. Um but I'm maybe very interested.
1: I I I don't know. I, I've never understood the idea of power being attractive.
0: Unless no. it can
1: get you more free time to watch television.
0: Yeah. And that's <laughs>
1: true. So the the whole idea that these guys and like Jerry Falwell, his dad, you know, putting the moral majority together. He said that he put that together so that because he felt that the country was in decline morally. Yeah. And that that's when he said, I guess this was the 70s, late 70s, um, that his goal was to switch from keeping religion and politics separate Mm -hmm. so that they could influence the people in power to, you know, make the country moral again. But I do think that that has backfired. Yes. Yeah. Well, I think that you should look up this, my weekend at the fall wells. What did I call it?
0: I don't, Um, uh,
1: Yeah. Yeah. So as I'm scrolling down this article, trying to get out of it, I was like, this can't be the same article. And then they're talking about the actual hostel, And it says Andy grimaced at the stench of the room. I have to breathe through my mouth, he said quietly before heading back to the lobby to check in.
0: I mean, who (laughs) who invests in a hostel? Like, what hostel owner are you? Like that person is making money. Like, but yeah, I think the but they said that the hostel was profitable. Okay. Well, if Um, it's out and out paid for, I guess it would be. I don't understand. Oh well, it's Miami Beach. Well, now that you're saying that it's debauchery, then I'm not thinking of just a straight hostel. I'm thinking of oh that you no. go there. This is a party to do hostel, all your sundry. Activities. Okay. That makes sense.
1: (laughs) It said, We made the way to our room, climbing up a narrow green staircase and passing through a hallway straight out of a slasher film, long and narrow, with a dim light flickering at the end of it. Oh, God. Oh, as soon as I unlocked the door, I smelled incense, which masked the unmistakable scent of marijuana. Right.
0: Oh, my God. So, uh, so stay up these hostels. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) We'll stay tuned for that. I'll put a bunch of pictures of different things up on our Instagram about it. That'll be good. Um, Yeah. Do you want me to read a letter? (laughs)
1: Yes. Okay. This information makes me feel skeezy. Yeah.
0: So we got a letter from someone named Sarah. So she wrote. Ten years ago, I somehow got it in my head to move across the country and attend a tiny Pentecostal Evangelical Bible College in Minnesota. Let's stop that. (laughs) (laughs) So, tiny Pentecostal Bible College in Minnesota. There's a lot uh, of—that's just heading—that's the long, scary hallway right there. Okay, (laughs) Like any good Bible college student, it was not long before I somehow ended up in a cult! Exclamation mark! The group (laughs) was called Generation Revival. I love that. I love that because they always like combine two like semi-cool words like um, synergy. That's right, synergy love or. What was Action House was the one that someone else was in. But uh, action House. That just sounds like a hostel where you have sex. <laughs> it's another hostel. Ugh. Hostel does rhyme with brothel. Okay. Um, the group was called Generation Revival and was mainly made up of 20-somethings. Group activities consisted of lots of shouting, dancing, and altered states of consciousness. There was no sex sadly, but we often would get sadly. Bre- I know but we'd often get breakfast or pie at Perkins what <laughs> after the meeting ended early so that was pretty cool uh, that, that's exactly what our church was like like we're living the high life if we could all go to Denny's afterwards. Wow. Um, She said, I grew up going to Pentecostal churches, so although what happened in the cult was all a whole other level entirely, it was just close enough to what I accepted as normal for me not to see the red flags. Living on campus at the college I went to made it a lot easier for me to leave when I came to my senses, but that took a while. My first undeniable wake-up call came when someone I had become very close to got kicked out of the group because she was, quote, too extreme, which was definitely <laughs> true, but the real reason is that she challenged the leader's authority. There you know, I know. And we've had a few like that. In I mean, that can just be some of the churches we've attended that have cultish behavior. You know, they're not cults, but the leader has way more power than... They do not want discussion. They no. just want, like,
1: blind adherence to their authority.
0: Yes. Just hopeful gazes is staring back at them. <laughs> um. But the final revelation came to me a little while after this, when I became friends with a sex worker, some of the other members had met downtown while doing street evangelism. (laughs) Everyone else thought they had gotten her saved and that she had, quote, changed jobs. But in my conversations with her, it was very apparent that neither of these things were true, and she was just along for the ride, albeit very skeptical about the whole thing. She had way more together than the others, and I connected with and had more in common with her than everyone else. (laughs) In one particular conversation, she was very honest with me about what she thought of the group's beliefs and activities. This was such a simple thing, but it was a catalyst for me leaving. I lost contact with her because the group fell apart pretty dramatically <laughs> soon after I left. We need that story, too, Sarah. So I've never been able to thank her in person, but I've thanked her many, many times in my heart and memory. So I love there's so many good parts of this and that the sex worker who had more straight smarts could easily know. Like, I'm going along with them. For pie. To get that pie. Exactly. <laughs> get something at Perkins, but also be like, this is bullshit. Yeah. You guys. Yeah. But so I'm glad you got out, Sarah. And I do question your um, thought process of going to a tiny Pentecostal <laughs> Bible college in Minnesota. Yeah. <laughs>
1: So thank you for that letter. That was great.
0: Yeah. Any funny, true letters you want to write in to us, you can send it to us on our website, deconversiontherapypodcast.com. And then also we're mostly on Instagram, deconversiontherapy. Uh, we're a little on Twitter once in a while while i don't know and then uh we also have facebook so if you could like our deconversion therapy podcast facebook page and then if you want to get more involved you can search for deconversion therapy and you'll find a secret closed whatever they are calling it now in the zuckerberg household (laughs) group that you can join and then people just post memes or talk about whatever they want in there and we just let people do what they want to do. Community. Um, that's it. Uh feel free to find us on all those things. But we love getting letters and then uh making fun of the listeners while we read their letters. <laughs> so with love. Yes. Totally. All right, well thanks. Thanks. I'm gonna Good go, times. Yes. I'm gonna go make reservations at that hostel now.
1: I don't know that you have to make reservations. (laughs)